Section 37 of Letters from Victorian Pioneers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Letters from Victorian Pioneers. Number 37. Tarawingi, 30th August, 1853. Sir, in reply to the letter dated twenty ninth july which i have had the honour to receive from your excellency i beg to state that i arrived at the ovens in march eighteen thirty eight on the evening of the day on which mr faithful's party were attacked by the blacks at broken river there were two temporary encampments previous to my arrival viz mr w bowman's and colonel white's in a few days mr g faithful selected the lands he now holds oxley plains and i occupied the lands immediately opposite Mirhee, now the station of j w chisholm a panic seized the servants and they deserted their employers bowman faithful and white abandoned their cattle on the runs and i was left alone with three assigned servants my free men having absconded in a few days these assigned men told me that they would stay no longer but offered to assist me back to the settled districts with the stock. I was thus compelled to leave the ovens. I took my stock back to the Hume River, Nurengong. On my return to the ovens in about six months' time, I found that Chisholm had taken possession of Murhi, and I settled at Warule, which I still hold. Faithful had returned to Oxley Plains. Bowman was here, Terrawingi and docker at bon therambo soon after reed occupied carajarmangai and in a year or two the stations in this district were occupied pretty much as they are at present i may mention as a specimen of the fatigue undergone by the earlier squatters that for six days and nights before i left the ovens i never lay down being engaged all day in herding the cattle and all night in walking round them i was alone one of the men being similarly employed with my sheep, and the other two in removing and guarding the stores. As soon as the necessity for exertion ceased, I was seized with automated swelling of the legs and eyelids. I could neither see nor walk, and was carried back to the Hume on a dray. There was at that time no station occupied between Barnawartha on the Hume, now G. H. Barber's, and Sugarloaf Creek, W. Hamilton's. The blacks were not numerous, but very hostile. They murdered a number of white men and destroyed a great many cattle and horses. In May 1840, 21 of them, all armed with guns, besides their native weapons, attacked my station in my absence. They murdered one of my servants and burned my huts and stores and all my wheat. Tea was worth at that time in Melbourne 20 pounds per chest, and flour one hundred pounds per ton four horses each worth one hundred pounds were killed and only seven head of cattle out of nearly three thousand were left alive on the run one hundred and eighty head exclusive of those found dead were totally lost the rest were recovered at such an expenditure of money and of personal energy as have left me an invalid for life and to this day comparatively a poor man my demand for compensation was treated with contempt by the governor of new south wales he said i had voluntarily placed myself beyond the boundaries of police 
and must take the consequences, although I was then paying an assessment upon stock for the very purpose of securing police protection beyond the boundaries. Three special commissioners were sent, one after another, to examine into the matter. Major Letson of the 80th Regiment, Mr. Bingham, Commissioner of Crown Lands for the District, and Chief Protector Robinson. The whole drift of their inquiry seemed to me to be an attempt to prove that the cause of the attack upon my station by the blacks was an improper treatment of the native women by my servants. This was shown to be totally without foundation, for the natives had no women with them, and it was their first visit to the station. It was also their last. I followed them for eighteen months, and apprehended seventeen of them, and though they were discharged from Melbourne jail almost as soon as they entered it, yet their capture had such a good effect that their depredations have since been confined to a few cattle for food. There have been none of their former wholesale slaughterings, and no murders of white men since then. These, sir, are the salient points of my experience as a squatter. I have lost my capital, I have lost my health. I have lost fifteen years of the best period of my life. I have undergone many hardships, exposed myself to many dangers, and am now a poorer man than I was when I became a squatter. There is an apparent egotism in this letter, which would be offensive without the comment, that from the tenor of your Excellency's circular, I concluded that short narratives of individual experience and not general disquisitions were what your Excellency required. I have the honor to be, sir, your Excellency's most obedient servant, George Edward McKay, His Excellency C. J. Latrobe, Esquire, Lieutenant Governor of the Colony of Victoria. End of section 37